0: You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Everybody, you call the robbery! I up you, fucking big moan! I'm all at the shoot every motherfucking last one of you!
1: This is my life. <laughs> it's not what it was before. All these, dude, what is up with your voice, man?
0: I told you, man. It's that it's that negative seventeen degree weather that I was in in New York. Spent New York uh, over the spent the, New York over the weekend. Over the Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. also affecting your brain. <laughs> can can not talk. Can't talk real good. The Zoolander, the, the Zoolander School for guys who can't talk that A good. A
1: school for ants. Uh, so did you? No, that's uh, next week. Is this the fr- Yeah, that's right. Is did, was this Jenna's first time in the Big Apple? Oh no, she's been
0: several times with her family, but this was our first time together. We yeah. both been Separate, And uh, we had a good deal on a Virgin America flight. You ever f- flown Virgin America? Are you laughing at the, the my use of the word virgin? Yeah. What are you, a
1: 12-year-old? I am. It's the name of a, it's an actual thing. Have you seen how tall I am? 12-year-olds are taller than I am. <laughs> uh, so did you guys go skating in Rockefeller? Sorry. You know, we, we went there.
0: We took pictures of other people skating. And then we were like, fuck it, it's too cold. No way. <laughs> we're going to go inside and uh, shop at the Met.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like the fact that here in Dallas we're getting like 70, 80 oh, yeah. degree temperatures. Yeah. And New York is like that's probably what s- sub what caused subpolar
0: because I was I was wearing like a parka on the flight back and then I get off and everyone's in flip flops and t-shirts. Man, you, you because you, Texas.
1: Uh, you guys took a picture of each other like you took a picture together and you were looking very McConaughey esque. How so? Really? Like you I'll had, take that. You had kind of like Thanks, this man, this sweater that was maybe a little too big for you. All right, all right, and all it right. looked like you were wearing one of Jenna's scarves.
0: Oh, oh, I know you're talking about the uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got rid- I got ridiculed by uh, not ridiculed. It was all in good fun. But we went to the a comedy cellar. And uh, saw a couple of uh, actually, Artie Lang was there and yeah. Dave Attell, and we were literally. If you've never been in that place, it probably holds like maybe fifty people. It oh. is fucking
1: intimate. Yeah, downstairs, low ceilings. It's dark. a lot of places in New York City. Like those are still all old buildings. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are. And uh, and they weren't made to, to house too many people. Like, no, you, no. You go see those off off Broadway shows. And you're, like, maybe in an office that holds, like you said, (laughs) about 30 people. Yep, yep. Uh, And so uh,
0: Artie Lang and uh, Dave Attell both took uh, turns. Uh, talking about how white I am and my laugh, <laughs> uh, but it was all a good one. Uh. I, I like being that for comedians because you know I have I have a I have a, uh, I have a loud laugh. I get you noticed. have a loud
1: laugh, but the thing is, you also take it's ribbing. Contagious. You really you're good shit when it comes to taking ribbing,
0: and I, and I like that. So they pick the right guy because there was a table next to us and a woman with a sourpuss face on who uh, was was not as as jovial as I was. About nah, the I hate the
1: sourpuss. It's not mm-hmm. as delicious as cookie puss <laughs> from Carvel. You, you ever had a, no a cookie idea puss ice is. cream cake? But no. You've never been do they not have Carvel down here? Mm. Oh, it was a that's an ice cream shop that I the, no. that they had up up north, I not guess. The,
0: not the Democratic uh, <laughs> they, had a cake, uh
1: <laughs> they had a cake. They uh, had a cake, an ice cream cake called Cookie Puss. And in the commercials it would talk and be like, "Hi, I'm Cookie <laughs> Puss."
0: And nothing worse than a talking puss. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is there really
1: nothing worse than that?
0: Uh, like the Holocaust, maybe? At this moment, <laughs> as I'm saying the words, At there isn't. At this moment. <laughs> so so I, I will apologize in advance for, for the the more than raspier version of my voice. For this today. episode
1: and for next week, <laughs> which we are we are recording Back to the Future style. That's right. Back to Back to the Future. We
0: should be recording next week's first so that there'll be a progression in my voice instead of a...
1: A, a, re- a digression? Regression. Yeah. A regression? Mm-hmm. A degeneration mm-hmm. All of those words Break it down All of the things That's a wrestling thing This is the Editing Bay On the Next Wave Radio Network My name's Joe Mine's Joel And this is where we come To talk about movies uh, Sometimes they're good movies Sometimes they're bad movies Whatever the case We will pick a movie each week Watch it and then come back here And discuss it with each other And with you Our lovely Editing Bay listeners And you could talk back to us By going to our uh, Facebook page I always want to see our website By going to our Facebook page uh, In Facebook Just find that search bar And type in Editing Bay Find the woman with the bleeding eyes that's us, and that's where you could talk back and give us uh, your thoughts on the movie, your suggestions on what we can watch in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, just FYI, it's not happening in real time.
0: <laughs> However,
1: <laughs> when you're listening to it and talking back, we might actually respond. It's just that we're not going to respond here on bit the of podcast. Delay. And if delay. we are... Uh, you're hearing voices, and you're psychotic, and go seek help. So, um, but, but first, rate and review us on iTunes. I know, rate and review us on iTunes, and love us, and tell your friends mm-hmm. all of the voices—the the imaginary your head. <laughs> ones and real <laughs> Tell all your imaginary friends. So, this week we're kind of doing things a little different um, because of the uh, the sudden loss. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could say sudden, because I mean, she was 89 years old. It's sudden in the sense that she just released a new book last year, yeah, and she was all the talk, and then here now she's gone. Now she's gone. Uh, and it's it's a damn shame. Uh, rest in peace, Harper Lee. You yeah. know, a huge influence on me. Obviously, your daughter's a namesake. Daughter, yes, exactly. Uh, and the thing that I think bummed me out the most, like, I felt like I lost a family member mm. on Friday. I was just like, wow, this is... I, I don't know how I get back to work now that I know this news. I have no idea how I can focus. Can you use that as an and excuse to call in? No, like your favorite celebrity you, died. I, I don't think you can.
0: I might try that on John Williams Day. Like when John Williams passes, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna be useless. that I might day. try
1: that with Jack Nicholson. Ooh, Jack Nicholson, Stephen King. Maybe I'll try it. Oh, now that you've yeah. brought it up, maybe I'll try it. Yeah, let's give it a shot. But I was already at work, mm. and <laughs> the news came down. And you know, I work now at a couple of news radio stations. Oh. I walk down the hall to my program director. And I was like, man, did you hear the news that Harper Lee passed away? And he looked at me and he kind of like moved away from his computer. He turned and he kind of crossed his arms. He went, really? I was like, yeah, you believe that? He's like, wow, that's like, you know, that's like, that's like losing an icon. I go, that is losing an icon. That's, that's kind of amazing. And I kind of told him this story about how several years ago I actually got to meet her and have a short conversation with her and shared that with him. And he was like, wow, that's a great story. And then he turns around and just gets back to work. And I'm like, shouldn't you tell, like, your newsroom, (laughs) make sure your newsroom's on this? Like, isn't this big news? Isn't this kind of a big deal? Yeah, The last of, I think the great American authors, mm, you mm-hmm. know, I, as far as, and, and I'd even say that considering that Stephen King is still with us, but she's like the last of the great tr- traditional yes. American authors. We're, we're
0: not all forced to read a Stephen King novel no. in high school, but everybody I know read To Kill a Mockingbird, right, at least.
1: Right, and it was one of the books that we were forced to read that I liked. I was like, yeah, oh my God, I, I love this, this is amazing, and it, it changed the course of what I looked for artistically and what I looked for in a voice and in a story and uh, and so that and I was just kind of surprised I was like "Why, why are you not moving he on got up with those uh he went through those five stages fairly quickly didn't he <laughs> yes he did well meanwhile I'm still going through it I'm this is part of the process this podcast good well so in honor of Harper Lee we've decided to watch to kill a mockingbird which Sarah pointed out a couple of times this movie doesn't really fit what you guys do on your podcast I went it doesn't it doesn't really fit, uh, but at the same time, no movie is safe. You know, there, yeah, are, there are still going are to off. be there's still going to be problems no matter how great a movie is. There's still going to be problems. Mm. Now, this episode of the editing bay probably isn't going to be based on just pointing out like the flaws of this movie. This <laughs> team a bit insensitive, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but there there are some some problems that To Kill a Mockingbird the film has. However, it's still a fantastic film. Now, I've watched this movie like. Several times a year. Really? You know, I, I like this movie a lot. And uh, the, it was really fun today sitting down and watching it with Harper. Aww. Sarah had, you know, she she had been up early. Uh, well, basically all night taking care of the baby. Mm. And so we sta- I started the movie and she was like, hey, um, I'm going to go lay down for a little bit. Are you good with her? I was like, yeah, I'm good. And so we just kind of sat there. And at one point, you know, Harper just kind of looks over to the TV. And we're not trying to promote her watching TV this young. It's probably safe. But – she just kind of sat there transfixed for a little bit. I I managed to take a couple of pictures. oh like, This daddy daughter time at its <laughs> best because it's a picture of her. I'm holding her, and in the background is a picture of Atticus with Scout. Oh. And I was like, you know, this is this is great. And about halfway through the movie, I'm, well, three quarters, I laid down on the couch, and I'd been trying to play with her, keep her occupied too while watching it. Right. But I just kind of laid down. She fell asleep on my chest. So here I am, Aww. my daughter asleep, and I'm watching this film, and I'm. I I felt like fulfilled in some weird like fatherly way. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet, man. This is us doing it right. Thank you. (laughs) Even if (laughs) you don't mean it. Of course, I I I mean it. So I don't know how often you've seen this movie.
0: This is only the second time I saw this movie. Uh, I went to one of those high schools where we would read a book. uh, Use finger quotes there, uh, and then we all got to watch the movie adaptation of the book that we read, uh, repeated over and over again. So um, yeah, not. didn't come from a very good public high school. In Damn, retrospect, in the Beeville High. Yeah, exactly. Um, AC Jones High School. Represent, but <laughs> home of the fighting farmers. Uh, Trojans. The tro- Trojans actually. Oh, my tro- yeah, man. Right. Uh, we used to be the demons back in the day, and then the Evangelicals uh, <laughs> they had a had a riot.
1: Really, yeah. and, and they changed it to Trojans. Yeah. That's still pretty seems, violent uh, yeah, yeah, a little like, bit They should have made you guys like an animal that like and the then the eagles or the you know the, the the wallabies well
0: we went from being named after a demonic creature to uh, a condom, so that's more of a lateral <laughs> I'm move, sure that's in my exactly opinion. what they were going with uh, yeah, well they they didn't uh, they didn't anticipate it, especially when we played the neighboring uh city whose mascot was the beavers, so uh <laughs> trojans nice uh, newspaper headline Trojans beat the beavers <laughs> should have ripped that one, shadow boxed it. But uh, so yeah This is only the second time Me seeing this film Uh, And I remember Enjoying it the first time Of course Right after you uh, Watch a Pardon me Read a uh, Read a book Read a novel Yeah And then you see The film adaptation You know all the characters That are left
1: out All the changes that are made Or in this case Characters that were added in Yeah, Who was added in now Uh, Tom Robinson's father Oh interesting Is only I think mentioned in passing in the book mm. and he's actually a character when Atticus comes to the house to explain what yep. happened to Tom yep. he's like I'm Tom's father what are we going to do about the appeal well bad news <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then of course uh, poor
0: Miss, Miss Dubois gets the shaft appearing in like yeah. one scene and she's all over the book yeah exactly so it, it's like
1: well that's kind of a and weird omission I, di- I didn't look this up but Miss Dubose is Dubose, obviously you. a younger woman with caked on old age makeup yeah didn't she look oh, yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: all right. Apparently, it took like four hours to get on that makeup. <laughs> Shot tons
1: of scenes, and it all ended up on the uh, cutting room floor. Like so, the, time the, well spent. She was the mystique <laughs> of To Kill a Yeah, there her. you go. We got to just spend a whole lot of time putting makeup. Yeah, that was, that was one of my only notes that I had written down while watching this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, was that, wow, she doesn't look like a naturally old woman. Uh, this film, it, it rings to me. Obviously for you know like I said, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know, the the, the, the message of, of the of classes and equality. Oh, yeah. And you know, it it highlights this amazing character in Atticus Finch who we talked about this in the red belt commentary where he seems you know, where where Mike what was it? Mike Terry seems like this infallible person, you know, who's just the ultimate good person, always has the moral high ground. And then you have Atticus Finch, who for all accounts should be the same character. On paper is the same kind of character. But the way that he's written, the way that he's played maybe by Gregory Peck still paints him as a, a bit of a damaged character. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh and and so it was interesting to make those parallels while watching this movie again and comparing <laughs> for some reason comparing Atticus Finch to Mike Terry for <laughs> Uh, the guy who who tries to do right by everyone, and oh yeah, and the thing is, Mike Terry is a teacher, and so he tries to do the right thing. But the thing is, even when nobody's around, he's always trying to do the right thing. Whereas Atticus's motivation is his children. Right, he wants to lead by example. I I don't remember. I don't think. Yeah, they. I think they kind of touch on this in the in the movie, mm-hmm. but I know it's a big point in the book. Where at the end, with what happens with Bob Ewell, where Heck Tate, the sheriff, is saying like. You will fell on his knife. Yep. And Atticus is like, I can't, I can't do that. That's, that's not the way we can play this because I need to be able to look at my children and let them know that their father isn't a liar. Mm-hmm. you know that's that's not the kind of that's not the man I want Jim to grow up to be hmm. I want my kids to be able to respect me and I can't remember because I think maybe I was playing around with Harper a little bit but I can't remember if he, they had that discussion at the end of the movie
0: uh, no it's, it's pretty much uh, the sheriff kind of calling the shots and saying here's what's going to happen here's how it's going to down okay if we do it the other way it's just going to you're going to cause yourself and everybody else pain yeah uh, you know especially Boo Radley
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he's not going to be left alone he's going to be run out of town played
1: by a super young mm. Robert Duvall his feature
0: film debut, apparently. <laughs> yes. Looking...
1: No dialogue. No, looking kind of the same. <laughs>
0: a little bit. Off, awfully pale and uh, just some crazy... Well, it it's is a, black a black and white, and white <laughs> film, <laughs> but comparatively so, <laughs> but then has this crazy, I guess, bleached blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Actually, that's a question because I I noticed, so this came out in 62. Yeah.
1: Black and white film. But we were well into the, in the color. color
0: era at this point. In Although fact,
1: this movie won an Oscar for best set design mm-hmm. sub subcategory black and white. Oh, interesting! Yeah. I didn't know they did that back. then. I didn't either until hmm. I read up on this a little bit. I was like, wow, they had two categories for set design and like you know some tech awards for like color film and black and white. Do stuff. you know why it was shot in black and? White? I mean, it's not like it was the only film shot in black and white, but you know. I think that the, uh, for for if they chose it for an artistic reason. Mm-hmm it's because it takes place like at turn of the century yeah, 30s turn of America you know like Great depression we were yeah exactly depression era we were going from uh, horse and carts to cars mm-hmm. and we actually see those things mm-hmm. intermingling in this Macon Georgia um, or Macon County but Macon bacon man, <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like that's probably the the primary reason yeah and also because it was cheaper than to shoot black and white films. Yeah, probably right. Yeah,
0: yeah, this this film almost didn't get made. It was kind of up to the, like the producers. It was a passion project for them. And in fact, one of the producers ended up directing it himself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they couldn't get anybody to sign on board. It wasn't until Gregory Peck uh, read the screenplay and he immediately accepted that
1: Loved it. things started uh, rolling for them. Mm-hmm. This, th- this film has got this weird distinction for me mm-hmm. that the film and the book are both, you know... Rightful classics of their genre. You know, I feel like the film, even as a film, I think it stands up beautifully. Oh, yeah. uh, And and still does. And the story and what these characters stand for, I think, is still just as powerful now as it was the first time I saw it. And probably the first time it was ever screened. Mm -hmm. Do you know that there's only three cast members that are still alive that were in this movie? Actually,
0: I don't even think that's true anymore. I think it's just Robert Duvall. I think the last one died in 2014. No,
1: because Scout, the girl who played Scout, still alive, mm-hmm. Mary Batham. she's still alive, the kid that played Jem. Jem is still alive. Is still alive and Robert Duvall. Okay. Everybody oh, else has oh, passed away. Oh, he's the
0: only adult actor who is was who still alive. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. Yeah, that's Interesting. right. Interesting. Dude,
1: it's it's nuts. I was going through that and I know it's really dark, but you know, I'm sitting there with a baby sleeping on my chest and I'm like, how many of these people are still alive? And like as soon as I got past <laughs> Robert Duvall in the cash list, Everybody else was deceased, deceased, yep. deceased. The woman who played Mike TV's mom in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um,
0: who's the, oh, the I, I can't think of She's Dill's aunt. Oh, y- yes, that's yeah. right. I can't
1: think of uh, the, the actor's name now
0: who plays Tom Robinson. Oh, oh, oh uh, Brock. Uh, Brock Peters. Brock, Brock Peters. That's right.
1: I, I forgot he had passed away fairly recently, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was around until, until recently. And so that's something that I want to talk about as far as To Kill a Mockingbird, the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. In, death.
1: The, in the book, non-death. In the book, everything has a very nice and even ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the story of, uh, you know, maybe not coming into adulthood, but learning about, you know, society and kind of, you know, childhood ending, and kind of understanding now the the adult consequences of actions mm-hmm. and things that are happening. Uh, it's very much a coming of age tale, while at the same time there's a pretty significant trial going on. You know, and the life of Atticus Finch and the way that this is affecting his family mm-hmm. life—it's got a much more uh, subtle progression in the book. Uh, while you're also getting this in-depth and deep look at the the lives that Jem and and Scout, the holograms,
0: yep. yeah, Jem
1: and the holograms <laughs> coming to the editing bay. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so in the movie, I feel like things are a little too segmented. You know, there there are points where it feels a little segmented. Things just kind of happen. And you're like, oh, uh, what's what's happening? And I guess maybe if you've never read the book, it's not quite as jarring. But having read the book, there are little things that always kind of get to me, where you know it feels like the Tom Robinson trial kind of comes up out of nowhere. Yes, thank you. And yeah. then
0: and then monopolizes the movie for a good forty minutes. Yes. And then at the end, we're like back to Boo Rally, and it's like, what the? F- oh yeah, I totally forgot
1: that there was a subplot. Yes. This was just like a crime. And and I know that there was a lot. There's a lot cut out, like this this uh, ghost set a watchman. Was actually a lot of it is original material that was supposed to be in To Kill a Mockingbird. It's like a spiritual sequel, it, right? It's a, yeah, it's a spiritual sequel, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of material that Harper Lee originally had in this book mm. that like Truman Capote was like, no, 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 and he helped her kind of cut things down. Interesting. He was a big champion for her. Uh, Yeah. Did you know
0: that the the little uh, kid, Dill, was based Based on on Truman Capote? Capote. Interesting. I had no no idea that they were uh, were were childhood friends.
1: Yeah, they were close. Uh, And so he even changed up the whole presentation of the book. He's the one that introduced the whole, like, use in the book, Scout narrates the entire thing. Mm -hmm. In the movie, we get several, like, narrations that kind of set up a scene, Mm -hmm. but it's not as much as in the book. Uh, but, yeah, even with the narration, it feels like things just kind of happen. And like you said, the trial takes like 40 minutes.
0: Yeah. I thought it was going to be spaced out between some other uh, some, some B and C storylines, but no, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, you, you were talking about Jem and Scout, you know, the, the brother and sister uh, that kind of we we see the story through their eyes. Watching it again, and maybe it's not this way in the book, but certainly in the movie, I almost felt like this was more Jem's film. Mm-hmm. Like he – because he uh, – you know, Scout doesn't even remember the mother Jem is the one who, who sees his father in a certain light initially. He won't let him buy the gun. Yeah. And then by the end, he's just fucking enthralled by this, this I was going to say father figure, but it is his father. Yeah. Uh, and, and really,
1: he, he's there at all the seminal moments that, that Scout isn't. That they did for the movie. Ah. Jem's Gem, a character, his, it's explored a lot more. In the movie than it is in the book, actually. Hmm. Um, but I like that. I like that they kind of balance the characters out a little bit. Me too. Um, you know, because it, To Kill a Mockingbird, you are definitely in seeing things through Scout's eyes, and so it's nice to watch the movie and kind of get more of a balance between the children. Uh, whereas, I guess for me, Scout is still kind of a, a more powerful force because she's always she's always struggling mm-hmm. between what she thinks she should be, what people tell her she should be, and who she is. Mm -hmm. And Atticus, it's so funny to watch him encourage who she is, to be who she is and be a good person, but also kind of give her those lessons of like, but you've also got to be objective, and you've also got to be sensitive to other people's people's skin. Yes, exactly. Treat other people as you'd like to be treated. Uh, And so I like that they retained that, and I feel like she, between the two children for me, Scout is still going to be the more uh, the one I identify with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like totally hogging the mic on this. No,
0: well, well, my my voice. Uh, uh, thanks you for that. <laughs> and also, like this is a this is a very special episode of the editing bay. Like yeah. I don't have the same kind of connection to this this uh, work as you do. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't name my child after. <laughs> Who did you name your child, my, after? My future child. <laughs> Mephistopheles. <laughs> no. Um, after my high school football team. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Demons. I'm the Demons. Nice callback. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, man, revisiting it, this, this obviously this film holds up. Um, won Best Picture, right, in 62 Oscars? Did or, it or at least best nominated. Picture? I think it, it won three Oscars. Maybe not the it best, It won huh? Best
1: Actor. Gregory Peck got Best Actor, yeah. got Be- Best Set Design, and I think it got Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm, and then...
0: But, and like 10 other nominations. Yeah, right it now. was nominated for Best Film. Kids were nominated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but man, it, it really holds up. It looks beautiful. It's, it's well shot, well acted. That whole opening sequence is oh where she's opening the box kind of ahead of its time yeah. in the way it's filmed and uh I I right away I was like oh wow this does not feel like a 1962 film no despite the fact that it's in black and white
1: there there're definitely some modern things like things that we see in modern films that are being applied to this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was made you know oh god how long ago was it 50 years ago yeah yep absolutely Jesus. over that <laughs> on the other hand uh, A
0: lot of spitting in this film There's <laughs> so much I'm Jenna kidding. mentioned as we were watching She's spitting on her knee They clean up a wound They're spitting on that squeaky gate That's how it I've was I've never though. seen so many kids spit
1: Spitting kids And uh, kids using Fighting. the N word
0: Yeah Oh yeah Yeah that got <laughs> yeah. Jeff's attention You're yeah. in
1: now huh <laughs> Oh my god But I mean this was This, this is a story that's being told At, a, at you know a, a very specific time Yeah uh, And uh, unlike some of the other movies that we've seen, or some other like Tarantino, mm-hmm. uh, let's compare <laughs> Tarantino and Harper Lee, where, where Tarantino uses it. It's going to be the first time anybody has ever done verb this. and a noun, right. and you know adjectives. Like this, the word is used in this movie, and it's used. If you're going to use it, it's used properly. Yeah. you know, like the the antagonists use it, and it makes them worse. Mm-hmm. And when the protagonists do use it, it's don't say that, you know, don't use that word. And, and it's not like over glorified where Atticus is like, don't say. And then like looking at the screen and like just over enunciating. <laughs> he just says like, Hey, don't say that, mm-hmm. that, and this is why, um, what, what do you think the public was thinking in 1962? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, <laughs> there's still some racial tension going on Absolutely. today, but especially in the sixties. Oh yeah. What do you think the tone was? With a movie like this coming out, you know, I I feel like the liberal voices weren't quite as loud back then. Uh, Oh, uh, um... That early in the sixties, I, mean, I it, know in like the mid to late
0: sixties. It depends. It de- really depends where you are. So in the deep South in, in Alabama, where this film takes place, yeah, probably not, probably hit a little too close to home, maybe. Right. And felt like they were being preached at. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Rightfully so. Fuck you guys for everything you did, Alabama, <laughs> the worst state. In, and, and, and to all of our international <laughs> listeners, if you're not aware, Alabama is officially the worst state in the union. Can we at least agree on that? Is it? Is it? Oh, they always lead in obesity and undereducation. <laughs> and poverty, but and, and, they're, they're and co- racism. But, but their college
1: football team's amazing. That's true. <laughs> roll Tide. Go Roll Tide. <laughs> Sorry to all my Alabama friends, but <laughs> seriously, fuck that state. Did you ever see the uh, the fake commercial that the South Park guys made for an mm-hmm. action figure called <laughs> Alabama Man? <laughs> no. You've got to see, Jeff, have you ever seen that? Alabama Man! And it's like, shut up, bitch! Give my love. Give my <laughs> it's so funny. We'll have to check that out. Well,
0: Listen, they were the tip of the spear when it came to racism back in the day. Um, <laughs> and uh, they deserve all the shit that they get there nowadays. It,
1: there we go. This social commentary brought to you by Joel Burson. <laughs>
0: Thank you. uh so we'll uh, lose uh, some subscribers uh, to that.
1: Uh, uh, honestly, you know, I think needless to say, I love this movie. It still stands up for me. Uh, I think that this is a, a testament to this to this woman who who wrote an amazing story, maybe followed it up with a book that wasn't quite as good. I still don't know. I haven't had. Time oh, you to haven't really. read it. I have bought like eight books since Harper's been born, <laughs> and I haven't been able to read anything. You better get the
0: audio version to those books. Uh, uh, motherfucker. I
1: can't. I can't do audio. You can't books. do books? No, that's all I can do. I feel like it's cheating. I feel like it's I'm, no. I feel like it's putting, it's the game genie of reading books.
0: <laughs> is audio, but you're still hearing the words. You're I'm hearing still... it, but
1: I'm not. I'm not getting taking in the words myself. But listen,
0: so, see, some people like me, like I am a visual. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm visual when it comes to film. Uh-huh. But reading a book, like I, there's a part of my brain there where I will get in a cycle and I'll start reading the same paragraph over I've and over. I've done that too because I'm it. trying to picture it in my head because I have to picture it in my head, but uh-huh. I can't take in the words at the same time. My brain is not meant for for reading long form like that
1: i had one of the worst problems with something like that with uh the stephen king book for uh, it was in the dark tower series it was called wolves of the calla mm-hmm. i think it was like book five or six and i had to read <laughs> i must have read the first two paragraphs of that book about a dozen times <laughs> i had to restart that book over and over again because that first chapter was just the bitch of the bunch, once I got past that first chapter, the book flew by. Yeah, but I had to get past that first one. It was just the hardest thing. He kept like he went Tolkien on it, where he just kept over describing. Oh, I was everything.
0: just gonna evoke that because I had to read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, I Which chose are great to read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. If you can get through the descriptions, the descriptions and the fucking songs they're singing. I, I, I started afraid. reading all the songs. I was like, okay, maybe this has some 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 meaning. I'm gonna need to know this later. Some no. plot points. Nope, you can skip all those fucking songs. Everybody who's reading Lord of yes, the Rings, yes, you can. Yeah, except.
1: Far over Yeah, that was pretty good. The misty mountains. And you know what? I'm sure Tolkien had no idea it was going to sound as good as it did in that Hobbit movie. The best part of the Hobbit movies, by <laughs> the way. I couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic or no, not. No, I, I like that. I yeah. really like yeah, that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish it was like a, a five-minute tune because I just love the tone. Um, all right, so that pretty much covers like all my thoughts. Like I feel like the book and this movie mm-hmm. are, are are great companion pieces to each other, mm-hmm. which I think ideally you want a book and a movie to be. Yeah. Um, Uh, Ironically, I feel like Grisham's A Time to Kill. Uh, The book and the movie both are good companion pieces and kind of they they tread the same waters. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a little too closely. Maybe Grisham was like, hmm, this To Kill a Mockingbird book is pretty good. I wonder if anyone's ever read it. I bet not. I'm going to just write my own story.
0: (laughs) Well, but to be fair, when does that film take place? Uh, 80s? 80s, 90s. Yeah, so um, this one takes place in the 30s. Yeah, shit still hadn't changed in fifty
1: years. I think we're due for another. Uh, the peace train's calling <laughs> louder, right on the peace train. Oh, hi, I Cat Stevens. Oh, no, anybody, yeah. anybody know that song? Nope. Uh, Jeff doesn't you, it's all, <laughs> all right. You. Do you have anything else about this film? Well, I, is, is, well, you
0: talked about there kind of being some weaknesses, things that didn't hold up. I'm wondering what you think by that, and I'm I'm guessing that maybe it has to do with some of the two-dimensionality of some of the characters, I mean, namely the, uh, I don't know to call them, the villain. The Ewells. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The, well, not so much the daughter, May, May, Mayella. May Mayella has a pretty good scene when they get her on trial. And In the book, you know, obviously in the book, everything's fleshed out more in this film, though. Uh, yeah, Bob Ewell is kind of mustache twirly. I'm just a bad guy for the sake of being right. a bad guy, uh, so much so that I want to get, you know, Tom Robinson's dead. Like, I know. He's dead. He gets killed. That scene. And I wish they'd explore that more in the movie about what happened to him, but he's dead. Tom Robinson still wants to take shit out on Atticus's. He kids. He fucking
0: rolls up on at their house uh, where there's, like, 12 black people outside. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he's just ordering them around. And I'm like, I don't even think that that would have really happened in the 30s. <laughs> I don't think so either. And, and then fucking, like, Atticus Finch and uh, Jem drive off and leave him there with everyone in the background. I want to see <laughs> Which that cut I scene. Love. I love when the headlights
1: come on and you just see, like, all yep. these guys standing behind Bob yep. Ewell. And, I, yeah, I want to see that cutscene. I want to see, like, To Kill a Mockingbird 2016. And how that shit would have worked out. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, they drive off, and then these guys are like, same motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> a, you ever have your shit pushed in? You like using the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a little callback to training. Then. Yes. Uh, all right. So, no, I felt like, yeah, there was some two-dimensionality with the characters in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it, it, there there are things that are kind of thrown in, like the scene with the dog. Okay, I, I feel like that's what it, I wanted it, to ask about. It illustrates a cool thing about Atticus's character mm-hmm. that he is a man a man bred from violence. You mm. know, he he knows when to apply it. It's the best shot in town, but it's not what he wants to do. It's not the example he wants to set for his his kids. And I don't think he says it in the movie, but in the book he has a really great quote that he's like, "I just wanted you to know" about courage. I want to teach you about courage. Yes. I'm, para- I'm paraphrasing this. I want to teach you about courage and let you know that courage isn't a man with a gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it's he actually uh, says that in the movie or I not. I don't
0: think he says it. But yeah, w- w- what's the payoff to that? It's it, like it's 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 going into a fight knowing you're going to lose. Go, yeah. It, or something like that.
1: It, it's it, courage is is fighting even though you already you know you're already no, licked. That's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. That's uh but w- w- w-
0: What was your takeaway from that scene? Cuz it, it did seem random. It, and I, and I it is.
1: In the in the context of the film right. it's presented in such a random sense. But obviously so
0: important that they they were you know, they cut up Miss Dubose but they left that one but scene in that with scene the rabbit
1: dog. Uh, I think from a film standpoint they left it in because it's a action moment. Use it for the trailers, even back in the (laughs) sixties. We need a guy holding a gun. Atticus Finch is back, (laughs) and he's bad.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's totally how they would market this film today. The dog killer.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I think they did it because they put it in there because you know Atticus is a man that can resort to violence when it's needed, Uh, but he prefers not to. I like that. I just feel like the scene goes on too long. Yeah, they they present it in such a long way. I like how. uh, (laughs) <laughs> they, they
0: set it up and you see the dog off in the distance in the road <laughs> and, and it's kind of atticus. like it's kind of like yeah it's, it's 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 coming towards the house right and it's kind of limping along and, oh that dog is rabid <laughs> let so, me let me call
1: atticus on this old timey phone right
0: they do that and then dissolve to what must be 10 15 minutes later and the dog if is that, pro-
1: i'm thinking like a half hour or yeah so.
0: probably back in the days when speed limits but the, yeah the dog has progressed like maybe five feet <laughs> he's basically in further. the same spot
1: <laughs> and it's obviously tied. Like, one of its legs oh, is obviously tied. yeah, the
0: ASPCA would not have uh, no, condoned.
1: Then when they shoot the shot of it getting killed, mm-hmm. they just, like, you they can tell yank someone it. yanked a rope yep. out from
0: underneath it. Oh, poor guy. It's like, oh, that poor dog. But Hey,
1: that dog is famous. Or dead. It's dead well,
0: well, they're certainly dead now. Yeah. wishbone's dead.
1: Aww. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That, that show is 20 years old.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess so. That dog's dead. You know how long dogs live for, right? <laughs> <laughs> My dogs are, like, 15. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so go hug them right now. Do you have anything else? Um Just my recast. You, you didn't do recast. a recast. I didn't did do a
1: recast. I was like, no, this movie's kind of I don't I don't it's know too special to recast, I don't know anybody huh? who's good enough to have played but but no go ahead Well I'm going to try my hand at it. Go ahead and I'll I'll try to throw something together here. Sure. Um uh, you know doing
0: the kids is hard but I I found a couple of kids I think that I like. Um but I'm going to start at the bottom with with Mayela. So she's the daughter who uh, has accused Tom Robinson of rape. We haven't really gone over the story but like I said we all read it in high school surely we all remember. Yeah. Uh, she has a great moment on the stand, uh, so she's kind of trashy, right? A little yeah. white trash, but she's yeah. she's from an abusive family, so she has some issues. Uh, and uh, recently, w- uh, was watching an episode of uh, Orange Is the New Black, and I was like, you know what, Natasha Lyonne, she hey. could play that role. She's a little bit trashy, um, and a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> but uh, I, I saw her doing that scene on the stand. Uh, her father is okay. A, well, I've oh, got a oh, mail. You got one. You.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I cast a little bit older. Went with Marsha Gay Harden. Yes. Yeah, she looks just like her.
0: And, and uh, has a history of playing racists, R- yes. I believe. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Which must, uh, if, if you're her, that must be kind of an insult why when your agent is calling you in for, to read for the 12th racist <laughs> why, evangelical role. Why am I
1: getting cast Is this? Exactly. Uh, all right. How so about
0: Bob Yule? So he's the father, the abusive father, um, who likes to use the N-word and spit in uh,
1: Gregory Peck's face. Uh-huh, I so, went with Chris Cooper.
0: That's exactly what I did. Did you really? I went with Chris Cooper. Holy shit! Um, I'm kind of I'm, I'm seeing that same role that he played in American Beauty and
1: and A Time to Kill. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, shit, he's he, in that too, yeah, isn't he? But he's the guy that uh, Sam Jackson shoots the cop. He accidentally shoots and he hits the stand and the, and the prosecution thinks he's going to be the big the big witness. And then they they talked to him He's like No I'd have done the same thing You let him go I was like Oh that's such a powerful moment Mm -hmm. Yeah Moving up to uh, Tom Robinson
0: He is the falsely accused uh, Person on trial And uh, Man I could not get over So Brock Peterson Brock Peters Pardon me Rest in peace The original actor Um Dude's got some nostrils. Dude's yeah. got some flaring nostrils. Wow, you're and racist. I'm not racist. I'm, th- I'm saying compared to anybody, he's got huge nostrils, and they shoot him at low angles, kind of pointing up a lot in this film, and, uh-huh. and they kind of overpower the screen. Um, and I was like, who 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 has those nostrils today? Uh, and my answer is Don Cheadle. So Don Cheadle. Don playing Cheadle. the role of Tom Robinson. Very powerful role.
1: I I went with, and I mentioned him earlier in the in the podcast. I went with Chuetal Edgifo. Ah, there you go. Red belts. Yes, and he was a slave for 12 years apparently god <laughs> in that in that one so that one
0: movie what was it called Poor guy's gonna get typecast uh, mm. something about <laughs> I'm, I'm being, being a slave I'm being sarcastic. for 12 years. no I know alright who do you got next uh, I'm gonna go up to Boo Radley so um <laughs> I cast the Boo Radleys <laughs> <laughs> I did <laughs> No, I went with uh, well. The guy's basically, you know, he's 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 a shut away. He's a bit of a mongoloid, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, doesn't have a lot of social skills. And for some reason, I was picturing somebody like Tony Hale, who you may not recognize his name, but he is a Buster Bluth from Arrested Development. Wow. Uh, also in Veep now. Uh, so how about him as Boo Radley?
1: Wow, that's that's pretty good for Boo Radley. I think for mine, uh, I'm gonna go with Vince Vaughn.
0: Nah. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> yes. Just totally.
1: don't let him say a word. It's commandeering. Just look. Look
0: very like uh, that, that. <laughs> I like I like the line at the end where where Scout says you as Jem is unconscious on the bed talking to this stranger who's who who hiding in the corner you just invite him to pet your brother. I don't think so. <laughs> Not the word pet. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jem, Jem And the holograms. And the holograms um, there's a a boy there's a kid by the name of Max Records. You probably don't know his name, but he no. played the little boy in the Where the Wild Things Are film that oh, came out I a few years that. ago. like film. Yeah, he is good in it. That's a, that's a, oh man, that's I a love that movie film. so much. That's one of those movies, though, that like either people get it
1: or they don't. It was,
0: it was, that's a great example of taking um, the subject matter that already exists and it really it, expanding, complicating it. Complicating it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and turning it into. Good. It's so good. Uh, uh, the sum. How does that go? Goddamn. <laughs> More than the sum of its parts. Well, okay, moving on. Scout. Wait, okay. do you have a joke? I didn't. You're not doing. No, to do I'm the not kids. gonna do the kids. Kids are hard to do, so I'm gonna do my scout real quick. Uh, if you're a Mad Men fan, uh, the actress who played Sally Draper on Mad Men, her name is Kiernan Shipka, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, might be a little too old at this point, but uh, she's she's got the look. She's and, uh, got the look. She's a a good little actress. So picture a little Sally Draper okay. in the role of Scout, and then finally the Gregory Peck character, Atticus Finch. You got it. Um. Jenna threw uh, out George Clooney initially, and I could see that. I like that call. Um, but the more I watched it, the, the, I mean, this is, like like you said, he's he's kind of infallible. He's the everyman, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's he's everybody's father. Yeah. And who was America's father? Uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Bill Cosby. Oh. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember, boy, I Whoa. am your father.
0: This would have ended differently. Yeah. Especially the, the petting good. scene. How about Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is good. And I chose him because uh, he and Steven Spielberg are going to... Team up again to do this film, so that's my director ah. for
1: the remake of uh, *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Are they? Oh, Steven Spielberg's gonna be. You, you fooled no, me for a I'm second. I was like, in my Holy world, shit. in my head. That's pretty good. Uh, I went with John Hamm. Is my oh, etiquette speaking of Don Draper? Yeah, nice. I when and I even had him typed out before you oh. gave your scout. I was like, oh shit! I wasn't accusing you of cheating. No, no, no. I just want to <laughs> make sure I'm keeping myself and the audience honest here. I went with John Hamm. I think John Hamm would be good for this. That uh, is great. This deal. That's a great idea. Uh, I don't have a director, man. Let's let's go with uh, what's his name that did. Uh, uh, a few good men Rob Reiner Rob Reiner yeah all right there I'll, you go I'll yeah this him. seems
0: like a film that he would have done yeah. a lot of
1: social commentary going on there's something and and there's a, a cool little courtroom scene
0: oh God oh my God I did you just break out in tears the same way that I did during that scene where uh as he's walking out everybody every all time the black we, people No in the every every rows. time
1: every in fact I, I we talked about that on on Facebook Jessica Owens and I mm. uh, every time where she's he's like, stand up miss Lu, Miss uh, mm. Jean Louise mm. yep stand up. Your father's passing. Your father's passing. Oh, every time. So powerful. That and at the end where he's like, thank you for my children. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Jesus, you know, the fact that this movie is now taking on a whole new light Mm -hmm. now that I'm a dad, uh, it's it's outstanding. If you've got any thoughts on uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, anything you'd like to share, Memories of Harper Lee or yeah. reading the book or whatever. Go ahead and share that with us on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook, put the Editing Bay in the search bar, find the woman with the bleeding eyes, and let us know all about it. If you got suggestions for movies that you'd like us to watch in the future, you could tell us about it there as well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is EditingBay.com. Please go there, Bookmark it, visit us
0: anytime you're looking uh, for. Uh, our social networks. sale. So you want to know where our Facebook page is. You want to know what our Twitter handle is. I'll tell you what it is right now. It's at <laughs> The Editing Bay.
1: Well, thank you for doing
0: that. <laughs> I guess they don't have to go to the website anymore, do they?
1: <laughs> if you've got uh, the uh, the podcasts coming down on an Apple device, why don't you go to that podcasting app and then put the uh, Next Wave radio in the search bar. And that's going to bring up all of our Next Wave Radio shows. would love for you to tap the editing bay. Tap us. Yeah. Bam. But. Bam. Uh, and go ahead and give us a review, a five-star rating. That would be awesome. And uh, when you're done with that, share the show with your friends. Tell them about it and tell them why they should be listening because – you know, I can't think of any reasons to tell you right now, but <laughs> but come up with some. You get very special episodes like this one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then when you're done doing that, check out the other shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. We've oh. got MVP, the most valuable podcast, sports and sports entertainment with Matthew and Dan. Matthew, and new dad, too. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They, they talk about sports and fatherhood.
0: Did he name uh, his child after a literary figure as well? Yeah, Blaze. Johnny Blaze.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the famed ghost writer. Famed author. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've also got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam. What are you guys talking about this week? Uh, Deadpool? Yeah, <laughs> Again. I, I wasn't going to do that story, but yes, they're
0: announcing a Deadpool versus Gambit series. What? Why? Because...
1: Why are we trying to make Gambit a thing? A Gambit movie. is like the fetch of comic books. You
0: know what it is? It's, it's the outfit. It's totally the outfit and the Cajun accent and the and the playing. Do you cards. think they're
1: still gonna have him wear like the purple outfit and like the big trench coat? I think you definitely gotta have the trench coat in there, <laughs> dude. I don't know about the color. I, I, I hate Gambit. Why do so you hate much? Gambit? Because racist. Because he got with Rogue, and I was really uh. jealous about that. Yeah, all right, like, I can like see that. Like young Joe thought that there was some way that he was going to date and fuck a comic book <laughs> character. <laughs> hey, I was into Jubilee, man. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut check, that part out. check that out. <laughs> check out my comic life with Jeff and Sam. Oh, my God. All right, so next week... Another story about classism. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's it's Ants. Oh, that that was your pick, right? It was
0: my pick. Uh, I like to do animated movies every now and then um, mm-hmm. because there's so many bad ones out there. This one um, I have a, a personal grudge with mm-hmm. that uh, I will explain in next
1: week's episode. I can't wait, man. We'll explore that next week. Ants, it's on Netflix. Check it out. And then come back here again next week for the Editing Bay. Check you later. Thanks, guys.